You got to edit this out. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Atlanta Hawks. Just kidding. To the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, writer at Mavs.com. Isaac, what you got to say for Atlanta Hawks today? Uh, I mean, I have my Spud Web jersey on. <laughs> I, I dusted that out out of the closet. Got my Dominique Wilkins figurine on my desk. Yup, Dominique. Dominique's one, one of the most underrated players of all time. And one of the biggest travesties in NBA rankings history is when he didn't make the 50 all-time best players mm. when they made that list. It was just, that's just blasphemy. But anyway, we are Hawks fans today because... We are excited about the Atlanta Hawks because they held on, they beat the Boston Celtics, who are without like their top five players, right? Like <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, they're just missing so many players. So, uh, but we're excited about that because now, with the loss uh, on Sunday against the 76ers, Dallas is now tied for third in the draft lottery standings or the tankathon standings, whatever you want to call them. And so, today, what we're going to get into is the tank rank. We're going to get through all the scenarios. So, anything, if you guys are confused, we will tell you all the different scenarios which team wins, which teams, you know, need to win. For this to happen, what happens if the Mavericks win You know, in, on Tuesday against the, the Phoenix Suns? We'll talk about that game. Uh, then we're going to get into to Jonathan Motley real quick. He had a couple of, of pretty good games over the weekend. One of them wasn't on Sunday, but, but he did have a couple of good games, especially his breakout game against Detroit. We'll discuss that. So stick around. We're going to talk about that at the end. But let's get right into it. The tank rankings. So Dallas loses today uh, on Sundays. We're recording this against the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers get their 50th win uh, of the season, which is, I mean, that that's pretty remarkable, thinking where they were just three, four years ago. Uh, I think uh, uh, Sam Hinkie had a quote that I want to that I want to read real quick that uh, our friend Max um, tweeted out. Uh, we don't think that it will necessarily be linear. That every year you will add five wins, and after ten years you will get to fifty. This was Sam Hinkie in February of two thousand fifteen. So three wow. three years later, well, he's talking about tanking. He's talking about what they think the progression will be from rock bottom to back up to the top. And in three years, they did it. Hmm. Yeah, here's my here's my only issue with Philly is it's like you have one one example, and people cling on to that of well, look at Philly, look it at worked. Philly, it works. Look at Philly, look at Philly. I'm just like. If you play like play your percentages of like the, all the franchises that di- it didn't work for, and then like that's my only thing. Like I like Philly, and I'm like rooting for them, and I will root for them come, come to playoffs. But it's like the better, the more, uh, the more they win, people hold on to the one example of look what tanking does. It brings that, and that's not all true, and that's. Because I just I hate tanking and I hate everything about it. But the hard part is we only really have one true example of a team actually 
really trying to tank because I think back to like you think about I don't the, know those, those Phoenix has tried they're trying right now they've tried for like the past like five or six years I don't know about that's five been, or, I don't know about been five rough. or six oh come on Alex Lynn Marquise Chris these guys who there those are just Bender Bender I mean Bender take a little bit of time but I mean these are all big time picks and I mean, granted, they've chased free agency. I mean, they've went after people like Aldridge and stuff like that, and then they missed out on free agents, and then they just continue to bring it back. But it's been a long road for them. I this, mean, they got Booker the year the year they didn't tank. They got Booker what like twelve or thirteen, and that's their best player right now. The Suns were thirty nine and forty three in two thousand fourteen fifteen. That was that was just three seasons ago. So I think they're oh, thirty nine wins. They're like I mean that's. That's four games under five, or like two games under five hundred, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's not tanking. Is that, the, is that the outlier though? No, that's like of those seasons. I'm just saying you but, can't you can't say that just because like that some of these teams that have tried to tank haven't worked yet doesn't mean that they're not going to. Like, what if the Suns get Aiton and then they have Aiton Booker and then all of a sudden they turn into what Philadelphia is doing? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, if you keep swinging, but I mean, how yeah. long? How, how long is it? I mean, you go. This 10 is just years? three seasons of three seasons of them swinging. Oh, I don't. It's it's longer than that. Well, they they had that weird thing where they tried. They like were awful in 2012-13. They won 25 games, and then they had that crazy year where they had like Dragic and Bledsoe, and they went 48 yeah. and 34. So, so you're right. If if they had like if they had tank, like they actually tried to, you know, like they actually tried to tank, and then their team just was accidentally good uh, in that that 13-14 range. And so it would be true if they had done that, but because they had those two outlier seasons, I think. That I don't I don't think you can count them. They were five hundred the year before they they had that twenty five win season too. So yeah. they're just not a ton of examples of teams really bottoming out, really trying, like really actually tanking. I think for for several years years in a row. Yeah, I mean Philly's Philly's going to be the poster child for it. Um, yeah, they have the they have the catchphrase. It's the, it's what's going to stick with everybody. Yeah, I just that's my only thing with it is people just want to associate that with them i mean i retweeted something yesterday and it was a hawks season ticket holder and you know he had wrote this letter to the hawks for an office and basically said like i paid multiple thousand dollars for season tickets and i'm showing up and watching these guys on the court not even like we're not even trying to win games and i don't want to sound like the grumpy old guy but you are I don't care. Like, I just, yeah, I don't care if I do sound like it. I, I just, I hate tanking. I hate, like, I just, I hate everything about it. I want a change in that system so bad to eliminate this crappy games that, that are going on. And that's, that's the only thing. With it. The games themselves are not necessarily fun. I mean, it's been really hard to watch some of these Mavs games the last couple of weeks. It is fun to see guys like when Motley has his, you know, his fun game where he hit that three to make it go into overtime. Uh, it's fun to see Dennis out there just getting to do kind of whatever he wants. It's fun to see guys, you know, get some extra playing time that normally wouldn't, because those are usually the team, the, the, players that fans are clamoring for anyway like we want to see the younger guys we want to see them get more time and so this sort of builds in a scenario where they get more time so that part is fun also like so the watching games is not that fun except for that aspect but the off the court stuff is so fun to like 
you and I were talking right before we hit record, like, okay, who's winning right now? Who's playing tonight? Okay, we got Orlando. Like, we wouldn't care about those standings if this wasn't built into the system of, like, your losses indicate where you are and how many chances you get in the lottery. Like, we wouldn't care about Memphis's record or Atlanta's record. There's, there's this, like, there's you have to care about the schedule now. Like people are more locked in because they're trying to figure out what draft pick they're going to get. And that's fun. I I think that I enjoy that. Like I look, we're about to go through all these different scenarios right now. And I think, you know, it didn't have this built in. If it was a wheel or something like that, we wouldn't be able to do that and look and have, you know, have fun looking through all these different scores and stuff and score watching Memphis and Orlando and Atlanta and getting excited when Atlanta wins and, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think that's fun for a fan base, but to your point, yeah, the the games are not great, and there is a lot. I think it's turning, yeah, it's turning a negative into a positive. Of okay, our season sucks, so let's try to pull a positive out of it and still have fun. I would much rather be worrying about playoff records and matchups and stuff oh, right it's now. Way better. And, it's way better <laughs> instead of watching, uh, getting updates on my phone about um, freaking Kobe Simmons in Memphis. <laughs> So yeah, so to 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 that point, to throw what blanket onto all this, we're getting really excited because the Mavs could potentially be. I mean, there's a there's a scenario where the Mavs are have the second highest lottery odds. It's it's a real big long shot, but that's a scenario. We're getting all excited about where they are. They're third. They're fourth. They're second. These are all just these are all just odds. You know, like the Mavs yeah. could get the the third most odds, and they could still end up in seventh. I mean, it's it's, a, it's pretty long. It's a long shot. I think it's like four percent or something like that. But they could still end up, you know, sixth or seventh uh, if they're still up that high. So, yeah, <laughs> we're just talking about odds, but it is fun. And so let's get into let's get into the odds. Let's get into where uh, the Mavericks are. So right now they're in third in uh in the dra- in the draft lottery standings they have 24 wins memphis and phoenix are above them with 20 wins and 21 wins memphis is second phoenix is first it's hard for me to see phoenix winning either of these last two games against the warriors or dallas but we'll get into that in a second uh, memphis has three more games left they play minnesota uh, OKC, who both need wins really bad. There's no way they're going to win. Those. I mean, if they win those two games, then Minnesota and OKC don't deserve to make the playoffs. No. <laughs> like, at all. They are they are locked. I think it's a three-way tie right now with uh, Denver, which, by the way, that Minnesota-Denver game the other night was super fun. Like, that's, that's the kind of games I wish the Mavs were still in. Yeah. Crazy, man. Denver. Should Denver be tanking? I mean. No, they got a good team. They have good players. Okay. They have a lot more good players than the Mavs do. Come at me with that. <laughs> They're not going to win a title though. No, no, no. I'm not I don't care about titles or, or I'm not a titles or bust. Titles kind of guy. Bust. No, I'm not a titles or bust. Kind good. Of guy. If you're in that middle ground, then I think fighting for the playoffs is worth it. Like if you're the Clippers, if you're, you know, I just don't want to end up in that range where like the Lakers are right now. Of course, they don't have their picks, so yeah, but it feels like without the Lakers, who don't have their pick, the West is completely split playoffs or or, or tank. Yeah, you know, like really Sacramento, is. Dallas, Memphis, Phoenix. Those guys, those teams are all trying to tank. Then Minnesota, the Clippers, uh, Denver, OKC, all those teams are trying to go for it. Uh, Atlanta, who is now tied with Dallas for third, the third highest odds. They only have one more game left, and that's Philadelphia, the 76ers, who I believe are clinched into. If they win that game, if they win if, that game, they they're, they clinch the number three seed. So they have clinched home yeah. home court advantage. So I don't know. I mean, is that a huge game for them? Probably. 
Yeah, I mean, I, for sure. I mean, I would, I would want it, especially if it comes down to, you know, if you face. If I think it's huge because if you clinch three, Cleveland clinches four, and you meet Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is a very good possibility. Yeah, you avoid You'll, them basically. You have home home court advantage. Yeah, and you get and you get Boston in your bracket if you're Philadelphia. Yeah, and so, Boston just lost to Atlanta today. So, so in that in that situation, let Toronto and Cleveland duke it out in the second round, and then it sounds crazy that Philly would it's going to be an Eastern Conference Finals possibly, or it looks like it, but it's yeah. Right now they would play Miami in the first round, which that's that's actually not an easy series. It's not easy, but. I mean, you know my love for Ben Simmons. The very first time I saw him in person, I said he's better long term prospect than Joel Embiid. I would take him over Embiid any day. I called my dad, told him how special Ben Simmons was. I'm like, this dude's gonna be like, and I just think he he has that LeBron type of like impact of put him on the court. There's not very many people that can do anything with him and Drogic or anybody. They're not gonna be able to stop him. Yeah, they have like they have Josh Johnson though they can throw at him. They have Josh Richardson they can throw at him. Like they have a couple guys. They have Whiteside at the rim that they can at least try. Um, they're not gonna yeah. guard him with Whiteside, but they they have some they have some guys that can at least try. I mean, drive. Oh please, God, let Embiid come back and have oh, any so type fun. of series against Whiteside. That'd be so fun. <laughs> they hate All right, so Atlanta has Philadelphia left. That's their only game. Uh, it seems like they're gonna lose that game, so they're gonna stay at twenty four wins. Uh, Memphis, if they win out, <laughs> Memphis beats Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Detroit, then they could be tied with uh, Dallas and Atlanta as well. On top of all that, uh, that ain't happening. Da- no, no, I don't think that's happening at all. Dallas also has to lose against Phoenix on Tuesday. That game is going to be fascinating because. Let's say Memphis doesn't win any of those games. They finish at 21 and whatever, 21 and uh, 61. Then Phoenix will be at 20 and, uh, and 61 probably if they lose to Golden State. Then they could either clinch the number one pick or the number one odds or be tied with Memphis. Yeah, so and that could be huge. On. So much stuff happening. Uh, so Memphis so is actually playing right now. Kind of needs so, to lose that game against Dallas on Tuesday, especially unless Memphis can win one of these other games against these playoff like these playoff teams. So the game against Phoenix on Tuesday is going to be a difficult one to lose, I think. Yes, as long as Phoenix has something, if Memphis can win, which Memphis is playing right now, they're play, playing Detroit, I think, and yeah, so it, it could. It's it could a, be different. They're up by 12 right now with about 10 minutes left. Yeah, so I could be wrong, but if Memphis wins that game, then Phoenix should clinch the number 1 seat, number 1 overall odds. In that case, no, because Fe- because uh Phoenix plays Golden State tonight as well. So Golden State would have Golden State with a loss or well, uh, Phoenix with a loss tonight <laughs> would would clinch. They're gonna lose to Golden State. It's a classic. It's a classic. Like Golden State shows up and does not give a crap about this game, though. Okay. Well. So anyway, there's Weird a scenario. Have happened. Very true. There is a scenario in which Phoenix could go into the last game against Dallas with the top, the best odds for Are the top. Clinched? 
Yeah, already clinched. So therefore, they could go in and, and win. You know, like they could go in and say, "Hey, let's try to win this game. It's not going to hurt anything. We still get the number one overall seed. You know, or seed, whatever odds. <laughs> um, if if not, if both teams are trying to lose, I hate to make it uh, break it to Dallas fans, but Phoenix is probably going to out tank us that night, and yeah. it's going to be one of the most craziest games to go to, especially being a the season finale who's going to play like Barnes and Dennis both played over 40 minutes against Philly. Um, are their seasons done? You know, are they going to set out this last game? I've seen some people throwing that out. Is that the, is that the reason why Barnes played 43 minutes tonight, you know, today against Philly? Yeah. Um, who's going to throw out there? I threw out there a starting lineup of Sebastian Berea. Maybe we bring back, (laughs) maybe we bring back Tony Romo or AJ Hammonds. Um, he's just gonna throw. There's no telling what's gonna happen. Sebastian Bray, by the way, is uh, JJ Bray's four-year-old son. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, Who pretty. Who is currently intense. living in Puerto Rico right now? So <laughs> it's gonna be we'd intense. Have to, we'd have to fly him in. That would be that would be a move to fly in JJ's son. Who can dribble you guys, you are, better than me, probably, by the way? Yo, you guys are listening to this on April 9th, for the most part. April 10th, last year, a year ago, was the press conference for Tony Romo. What a weird day. <laughs> what a weird day. And I wouldn't, man, bring him back for this last game. Give him some minutes. Actually sign him, you know? Put him on the court. I think people would love it. What if they do it for Dak or Zeke? <laughs> No, we need somebody to get out there and get some minutes. I feel like Dak could actually play. Probably better in football. You take that back. <laughs> Dak is a good football player. I hate all these people hating on Dak all the time. I'm not going to go get into all this, but like the guy had Lamar one. Lamar Jackson would be better. The guy had one da- down season. Anyway, let's keep on going. Orlando right now it has 24 wins, but they have three more games left to play. They play Toronto. Uh tonight sunday so that game's already happened as you're listening to this milwaukee and washington they just need if they get one more win out of that then if they get two wins then the mavs either get three or four that's kind of where we we sit right now um toronto has already clinched the number one seed in the east i believe uh they're three and a half games ahead of the celtics um yeah, so they should have clinched already. Then uh, Milwaukee and Washington. Washington could have clinched their spot already, yeah. but they are they are like sucking wind trying to keep in. <laughs> There's in the not playoffs. a playoff team that's more in shambles than Washington right now. The, if you go I mean, and Boston, look at Boston, yeah, I their, put Boston there too. Yeah, but at least they're unified. Yeah, like this, Washington this is, true. is a disaster. <laughs> their post game press, their post game comments the other night with. Their head coach Scotty Brooks talking about how they're just selfish and they got one-on-one <laughs> players and none of the stars are sticking around to talk. Like it's what a disaster! Like they're gonna really shake things up this off season. You know what they should really do? They should just trade Beal and get Boogie Cousins. That would fix all their problems. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I still think they'll trade like John Wall for that Cavs pick or something. Yeah, John Wall. Yeah, that's exactly what Cleveland needs too. They just need John Wall in there, who's been <laughs> causing all this stuff in uh, in Washington. That's exactly what they need. Exactly. Hey, 
trying to keep LeBron. We need one of the they need one of those non drama point guards in there. So let's get John Wall. <laughs> Maybe he'll bring the Dougie back or the John Wall dance. Remember that John Wall dance oh, he used to oh, do? I he would like it, flex yes. his arm and then he would like put yep. his fist out and then back in like he was doing a weird hokey pokey kind of thing. Yeah, wasn't about it. <laughs> didn't like it at all. <laughs> I bet you didn't. <laughs> Living in Kentucky. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's what that's where Orlando is. The Mavericks need them to win at least one or two more games uh, to be comfortable. However, let's say there could be a three-way tie for third place. Everybody could lose out: Atlanta, Dallas, and Orlando. They could all end up twenty-four and uh, twenty-four and fifty-eight. What happens? What happens if they all get tied? Last year, what they did, and I think they've done this in, in years past. They essentially they just called it a drawing. They didn't really show us what happened. They kind of just they kind of just picked ping pong balls out of this one of one of those like lottery machines. If you guys have ever watched the lottery like with your grandma or something, you know where you like watch the lottery balls like go through this crazy like machine where there's all this air flying making them fly up and down and then they come out this tube and then they roll around there's all these numbers on it. It's kind of like that. And so they did this last year and uh the Knicks ended up with a worse pick than the Timberwolves. And all this stuff. So it's it's essentially random. I guess it's it's more random. I think everyone has the same odds. So they would be, you know, one third, one third, one third for each of those teams, and then they would go ahead and do the do the drawing. So if they all tie, there's a chance that the maps could end up at three, four, or five and it'd all be equally. And this is all just chances in the lottery. So <laughs> the yeah. maps the maps have a chance to have chances <laughs> if everybody ties. That would yeah. just be a complicated scenario. Very, very complicated that we will know by Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll know. And uh, I feel like somebody will at least win. Somebody will win. There's just a lot of games. There's four games between Atlanta and Orlando. The Mavs have another game. So something will happen. Isaac, your gut feeling right now before we move on, your gut feeling as to where the Mavs will land. Four. Okay. I'm feeling five. Okay. There's a lot of opportunities for, uh, I guess, I mean, Orlando would have to win another game for the Mavs to stay at four, but yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot. I feel like uh, hey, they could lose all five's those games. okay. Five is fine. Four is fine. There's not <laughs> that much different. We're not talking about draft pick, uh, but let's talk, yeah. let's talk about draft picks. Uh, or do you want to talk? Let's talk about Motley real quick. So he had a game against Orlando. What was that Friday night? Friday or Thursday, where he had 14 points and eight rebounds in 41 minutes, and then he followed it up in a game on fr- – no, this was Friday night, this Detroit game. Uh, 26 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, two steals in 40 minutes. He hit a three to uh, tie the game to send it into overtime, which is Carlisle's favorite. And uh, it's kind of funny that he only – he didn't play very much today after he – he started, but he did not play very much against the 76ers. I only played about 16 minutes. Didn't play the entire fourth, I think. Maybe the entire second half. Um, but <laughs> Carlisle hates overtime. So when Motley said yeah. Motley sent it to overtime, I was like, man, I wonder if he's going to play a lot <laughs> against the Sixers. <laughs> Motley's in the doghouse. What did you see from Motley that you were surprised about? What did you see from uh, from him that you were liking? Um, just his versatility on offense. He, his shots improved a lot. You could tell that's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's really trying. Uh, in, being in Frisco and stuff. Um, but yeah, just his, I don't know. He's got a nice feel around the basket. It's, he's not like 
he's not like a clumsy like um, type of dude down low. I mean, he has a couple. He's still got to work on his like footwork with some of the moves and stuff. But as far as like feel with his touch and shooting the shooting the ball, I was pretty impressed with that. And I mean, I'm not like ready to declare him like a starter, you know, no. <laughs> or a, a six man or something. But I, I think he needs to get quicker over the off season. I think sometimes he can get a little whether it's a little winded or just kind of a little sluggish out there a little bit and just work on defense wise. And, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. We've been wanting to just see what he has and we finally got to see it in extended minutes and stuff, whether that translates or not, we got to see, but I'm, I hope he actually gets an actual roster spot next year and is one of those bigs off the bench with like Dwight Powell. Yeah, this year there was just a ton of bigs going around, and I think that you could cycle through a lot of those, and there won't be as many next year. I mean, you probably bring back Maxi. Uh, you got Dwight back. I don't know about that. You don't think they're going to bring back Maxi? I don't know. Just because he doesn't belong no. in the league, or because somebody else will take him? Uh, there's a couple of those guys through there that I just think you only have so many roster spots, and I mean he could, but we'll see. I think they bring him back. I think he he's shown a lot this year, at least to me. You just got to improve your roster somewhere. And once we start looking down through all the players and say, all right, well, we like Dodo, we like Maxi, like Salah, man, got to bring back Yogi. Oh, cool, Seth's got to come back on a one-year. Pretty soon you're just like, well, crap, we got the whole da- the same dang team with the draft pick. Yeah. Well, you're, and, you, I don't think they, I don't think they bring back Salah. They're not going to bring back Nerland. So there's two spots right there, two bigs that yeah. you, you're not playing anymore. I, I, I think Yogi's gone. But. Yeah, I think Yogi gets priced out of Dallas. To be honest. Yeah, I I don't think Yogi's back. Um, so yeah, I think I think Dodo's for sure back. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I think Maxi will be kind of on that bubble of where does the draft land? Where do we? You know, we got two second round picks. You know, what does that look like? Do we get? You know, do we get a free agent power forward? You know, what if we get? A free agent, you know, four and, a, and we or we draft a center or a big man. Then we still have Dirk, Powell, Motley. You know, do we bring Maxi back into that? Do we try to throw Dodo at the four? Or something like there's just a lot of stuff. With, yeah, we'll there. probably do a but, whole pod on on going over each guy and whether we think they're back or not. Um, when this yeah. when the season ends, there's a lot of time between the end of the season and the lot. Jalen Jones, we forgot about Jalen Jones. <laughs> Collinsworth. Um, hey, I, I think Collinsworth's back anyway. So, uh, to your point though about Motley, a couple times he got completely beat down the floor by by uh, Andre Drummond, who is a crazy athlete for for his size, but just completely beat down the floor on a fast break. But then on the opposite point of that, there's a couple times. Anytime that it seemed like Motley was posted up against Anthony Tolliver, he just took it to him, like he spun around him or he turned around quick and did that. He has this post jumper kind of thing where he posts up, he turns around. The guy doesn't close out, and he just takes a jumper right there. It's a little, like, 10-footer, and he's able to knock that down pretty consistently, uh, especially in that Detroit game. So it was some interesting things from him. Uh, defensively, I think you're right. He's got to get quicker. Uh, his arms, I feel like his arms are so long, and he just doesn't contest enough, I think, or doesn't doesn't contest uh, with enough force, I guess. Maybe, maybe it's just he, a... He's not as... And you don't want to fall into the stereotype of the like, 
you know, the the dreadlocks, springy guy off the bench that is just like full of energy. You don't want him to fall into that stereotype of like Montrez Harrell, Kenneth Fareed. Those guys are up near the top of the square throwing down big time. Like Motley, he dunks it, but he's not just flying over by everybody catching these monster oops and all that type of stuff. He's a little bit more grounded. And so it's just a different type of feel to his game. Yeah, 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 different, different, different kind. Uh, and it's it's gonna be interesting to see whether Carlisle tries to play him at five or four. It seems like he's been sticking with him as a five. Oh, I think he has to. Yeah, I think he has to be a five. Yeah, it, at this but point, he, he is like six nine, six ten though. So it's kind of he's kind of in that weird tweener like which which big spot is he he put in? Um, all right, Isaac, let's let's go ahead and do our our mock draft tomorrow. Let's go ahead and do that tomorrow. We'll tease it. Uh, we'll do our mock draft top 10 where they are. We'll know a little bit better where some of these teams are. Let's say Orlando wins tonight or they lose tonight or, you know, what happens. So we will go ahead and just do that tomorrow. Kind of running out of time here. So guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, locked on Mavs. Isaac, you got anything else? I don't because we're almost at our, at our time limit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the time limit. We're getting, uh, we're getting pushed to uh, shorten our pod. So, which is fine. I mean, Hey guys, I I felt our baby move the other day. My wife and I, our little our little boy, and it was the craziest thing in in the world. It felt like a little alien or something, and I got emotional. When is cool. when is your due date? When is her due date? It's like August third, August fourth. I think it's August third. Okay, I was worried but, it was going to be like yeah, around the draft. So baby's moving all. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Not around the draft. <laughs> Can't miss the baby being born. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>